Mesdames et Messieurs, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles Daniel MacDonald on World Radio Paris and Monaco. Brought to you in association with Force Magazine. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio France brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. In today's show, I take a look at the enigma within men's fashion and the difficulty sourcing the sizes that reflect today's real man off the runway. Plus, why women, like never before, are getting into menswear. In search of clothes that actually fit, the reality of finding clothes as an XL man. The size of the average man is growing, but there are few clothes to fit him, and it's no wonder we find fashion so challenging. Back in 1967, Mr Average was 5 foot 7 inches and weighed 11 stones 8 pounds. He had a 14 and a half inch collar, a 30 inch chest and a 34 inch waist. Today he has grown to 5 foot 10 inches, 13 stones and 3 pounds, his neck is 16 inches, his chest is 43 inches and his waistline has expanded to 37 inches. Most men fashion retailers however have failed to keep up. And consequently, a medium is no longer a medium. In some cases, it can be an extra large. Not that sizing up to XL or XXL necessarily means you're overweight, but for many clothing brands, the XL label is used for men who are well-built, taller, broader, and generally beefy, like a model who is 6 foot 6 inches. And for every man who is embarrassed he only fits into extra large, there's another one who dreams of being XXL. No wonder men find fashion so confusing. According to Statista, the average waist size of a 35-year-old man plus was 37.7 inches. That was in 2019. If this Mr Average wanted to shop in Zara, for example, he'd be unable to find jeans to fit, as the brand's online jeans range only goes up to 36 inches. Meanwhile, over at Reese, if he wanted a swim Oxford shirt, he'd be a large where the chest is 43.7 and the neck is 16.5 inches. And if he topped his outfit off with an Asvoff lightweight bomber jacket, he'd just about get into an XL at 44 inches. So are designers really out of touch? Well, the arbitrary clothing size is nothing new. Women have long laminated the sizing lottery in which one brand's 10 is another brand's 12. But for larger men, which generally involves those over 35, the disconnect between the reality of modern-day body shapes and the clothes on offer to dress them leaves them with a depressingly limited choice of standards, such as t-shirts, sweatshirts and chinos. It's a struggle, a big one. Finding stylish clothes has always been a challenge, says Ben James, a 6 foot 6 inch plus size model and body positiver influencer. Shopping online is an absolute minefield, especially when it comes to sourcing your brands. The size block ranges radically and you can never depend on an order fitting correctly. New brands seem to be really out of touch with modern frames and physiques, and some will call a 36-inch waist an XL, which is really only a medium-large. So you can imagine the impact that has on a guy's self-esteem. 
Back in 2019, a Mental Health Foundation survey found that almost 3 in 10 adult men, 28%, aged 18 and above, felt anxious because of body-conscious images. 1 in 5, 21%, said concerns about body image had caused them to dress in a way that hid their body, while 22% said they had negatively compared their body to others. It's true that your confidence does get robbed, continued Ben. I was bigger when I was younger and I didn't get to wear the clothes everyone else did. Psychologically, it was challenging and it impacted on confidence and social involvement. Everyone wants to look and feel as best as they can, but if you're not able to even get out the starting blocks, especially when you're young and sensitive, dressing can become very difficult. With regards to limited choice, while all the statistics point towards an ever-growing market, both in terms of the average size of the customer and the volume of potential sales, data from the US suggests that men's plus size fashion has decreased in value, dropping from around 870 million in 2020 to around 740 million in 2021. Part of this was due to the pandemic, but it was also down to the fact that larger men have slower than women to bang bossy baton drums. One advocate is Kelvin Davis, founder and creator of the notoriously dapper blog, and with a 40-inch waist and 30-inch inside leg, he found it almost impossible to find stylish clothing and began writing about his experiences on Facebook back in 2012. At the time, he received many negative comments and was told to simply man up or just go to the gym. Things have definitely started to change over the past five years, however, he says, but it's still a struggle to find clothes. It's getting better for things like t-shirts and polo shirts, but when it comes to suits or a nice jacket or good lasting denim, there is still little to no choice. It doesn't make sense because in the wider world, the bigger you are, the more masculine you are perceived to be. If you look at someone like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's the ultimate man, but he would struggle to go into a store and buy a simple shirt. Ben agrees that the fashion industry is the only industry in milk culture that demonises sizing. It's all about small, dainty and lean, even though the average man now has a 42-inch chest. The aesthetic is not aspirational, it's alienating. Brands exclude bigger sizes for different reasons. For the most issue, it's down to cost. And some high-end fashion brands steer away from bigger sizing for aesthetic reasons. It's not unusual to see rake-thin models on the catwalk. And Gucci's Spring 2022 ready-to-wear runway show featured extremely thin male models, while back at 2019 at Paris Fashion Week, designer Hedy Slimane's first menswear collection for Celine was draped over a collection of rangy waifs. Kelvin believes part of the issue is that many of the higher echelons of the fashion industry live in an echo chamber. The people who make these creative decisions are so removed from society and everyday people, they just don't understand what the average person looks like, he said. The move in fashion circles, where everyone looks the same. With regard to untapped potential, it's true that some brands with enough financial clout to expand into plus sizes are cottoning on to the untapped potential of the bigger man. However, they are reaping the rewards of the plus size pound. M&S, River Island and ASOS all offer specific ranges for the bigger man. Shoes for larger men, however, are still a minefield. 
Sizes tend to run up to 12 unless opting for a specialist distinctively on stylish websites. If your feet are on the wider side, steer clear of narrow vamps, the part that leads to the toe, and stick to more traditional wipe styles like derbies or brogues, quoted Telegraph main style editor Stephen Doig. M&S has determined to make its big and tall range as varied as possible, curating items from across the entirety of its range, rather than concentrating on safer staples. When it comes to positivity and inclusivity, however, men's fashion has a long way to go until it catches up with women's wear brands. Part of the reason for this, admits Ben, is that men do not feel comfortable when dressing obesity. Men will admire big men like The Rock or Jason Malma, but someone who they feel is overweight may not get the same respect. Charlotte Griffiths, owner and managing director of Bridge Models, which once the first men's big tall agency back in 2016, believed that a change is happening. However, we are seeing brands like Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein starting to use male models of different sizes and shapes. They still lag behind women's fashion, but it did take women 30 years plus to get where we are today. The men's movement is happening much quicker, and that's largely thanks to the internet, which allows these debates to take place. The real breakthrough for men, however, will come when large becomes normal, and at the moment, tall and large ranges are a gimmick. The point is that being bigger should be getting normal. It's not you, clothing sizes are broken. Christopher Moore has a doctorate in physics from MIT and has worked on projects starting from tracking the world's oil supply to looking for new cancer drugs. His newest gig is turning out to be the hardest, helping shoppers discover their correct clothes size. There are no standard clothes sizes and one thing that anybody who has stood in a dressing room trying on jeans, tops or clothes can attest. As shopping has shifted online, the issue has worsened. Size and fit are among many reasons for returning online orders, based on e-commerce software firm Navar, adding an extra layer of costs that further erode retailers' already thin profit margins. Sizing is poorly defined, so what do you mean by a size 2, stated Mr Moore, the Chief Analytics Officer at TrueFit Corp., a company which uses specifications from totally different brands to help discover the proper size for customers who provide their body measurements. TrueFit is amongst a crop of companies that are attempting to solve the problem. Others including apps that take 3D body scans, knitting machines that produce garments with lower than 1% variation and customised tailoring services. None of these however provide a perfect solution based on industry executives. And that's because the problem is so difficult, particularly for women's clothes, which vary in size from double zero to 18, with plus sizes typically beginning at 20. There is no such thing as a standard that requires an 8 in one brand to fit the same as an 8 in another. 
Men, however, have it slightly easier, and their clothes are mostly based on verifiable chest, waist, and in-stream measurements. Ed Gribben, who developed one of the first body scanning machines back in 2001, stated clothes from different brands match differently on purpose. The brands use information to tailor their fit to who they think are their target customers, said Mr Gribben, who is now Chief Engagement Officer of Impactiva, a brand which helps brands and retailers with quality and other production issues. In September, Human Solutions of North America, Inc. mapped the sizes of 18,000 folks in the US and Canada, ages ranging from 6 to 75. Utilising 3D body scans, the study, which was sponsored by main retailers including Gap and Target Corp, also asked a series of questions together with how hard it was to find clothes that really fit. A shocking 70% of respondents stated it was indeed very difficult. The measurements underlying current size charts are so outdated that corporations are having trouble finding fit models who meet their specs, stated Andrew Lubecki. North American General Manager for Human Resources. The largest change is waist sizes, which have indeed gotten bigger. Some larger retailers, including Walmart Inc., are taking steps to ensure their clothes fit better. A Walmart spokesman stated the corporation was working with industry specialists and utilising technology to better understand and solve issues related to consistency in size and fit. Inaccurate size tables are only one part of the issue. Oftentimes, those tables are generic and don't reflect the measurements of the actual item stated. A consulting firm that helps brands and retailers with size and fit also helps to explain how fabrics fit. Stretchy fabrics, for example, would possibly mean downsizing and a fabric with much less give might require sizing up. Further complicating matters is the various body shapes of American customers. A research in the early 2000s, sponsored by clothes retailers and producers known as Size USA, measured more than 10,000 people and found that the hip circumference of women with a 20-inch waist indeed varied from 32 inches to 45 inches. As a response, brands have tried to solve this problem by including new silhouettes, such as curvy or straight, and typically creating even more confusion for customers. Madison Price stated she hasn't stopped buying clothes online because she's bored with returning items that don't fit. But the 27-year-old musician doesn't fare a lot better when she visits her local shops. On the latest trip to Target, she purchased a wild fable denim jumpsuit in an extra small However, when she tried on a turtleneck from the same brand in the same size, it was too tight. Sometimes I'll be an extra small. Sometimes I'll be a medium, the San Luis resident stated. The sizing is indeed all over the place. A Target spokeswoman stated generally items are designed to fit differently based on the style, and these details are sometimes included in the item description on the website. Some executives are predicting that sizes will turn into obsolete. Sizes will exit the window 10 years from now, Levine Strauss CEO Chip Bergman stated last month, and all people capable of doing their very own body scans will do so on a camera. The new advent of body scanning offers precision, however it might cause a different type of discomfort. A startup called My Size Inc. found that customers weren't always proud of the size recommendation when testing body scans apps in the New York pop-up store in July. 
They'd say, I'm not a large, I'm a medium, stated Loen Lawson, the plan's chief executive. And to get around the issue, my size ran a second test in which it replaced sizes with colours. Most attire in pre-industrial America was made to measure at house or by skilled dressmakers and tailors. That modified through civil warfare when factories churned out Navy uniforms in accordance with the Nationwide Institute of Requirements and Know-How. Girls ready-to-wear clothes took off within the 1930s, and by the tip of that decade, the US Division of Agriculture carried out the primary large-scale examine of girls' physique sizes. Their technicians took 59 measurements from about 15,000 zero girls, and the information has been flawed partly as a result of the examine which solely included white girls, stated Lynn Brudery, a professor at Oklahoma State College, who has extensively studied the topic. Within the mid-1940s, the mail order affirmation of America, which was grappling with excessive return changes, urged a predecessor of the Institute to reanalyse the Agriculture Division information. The end result turned the idea for close sizes back in 1958. As individuals acquired greater manufacturers adopted vanity sizing in the 1980s. Clothing acquired bigger, however, the sizes stayed identical. The Size USA study in the last decade decided there have been greater than 300 customary measurements, leading to thousands of different dimension combos. Producers didn't have to make all of them, however, the information was dispatched to them. Uncooked and decoding it could have required a statistician, Mrs Brodery stated. With some manufacturers sidestepping the dimensions challenge altogether, an alternative of small, medium and enormous athletic makerware GRRL clothes names its sizes after thin-win athletes. Together with Heidi Cordiner, a six-foot arm wrestling champion, and Zhang Weili, a sweepwalk champion within the final combating championship regions. Consumers, nevertheless, should match their measurements with those posted on the website for every athlete. However, they shouldn't cope with the stigma of ordering an XXL because at the end of the day, like fashion sizes, Everyone is different. Menswear brands are getting into menswear. As if men haven't had enough already, one of fashion's biggest trends as of late involves a burgeoning market of womenswear designers entering the menswear fold. There's heavy hitters like Celine, which in January released its first men's collection in the brand's 74-year history, under the creative director Hedy Sleman, and Prabal Gurum, which debuted its first men's collection in September 2018, after nearly a decade in business. One month later, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's The Row debuted their very first men's collection, and Simon Port Jacquemus unveiled his first menswear collection in a seaside cove along the outskirts of Marseille four months ago, and it's quickly became an industry favourite. 
In Paris, men are invited into the couture dream, GQ's Raquel Tassi-Jan wrote in July. And these designers are just a few on a growing list. Stella McCartney, Gabriella Harst, Saiz Marjan have all added menswear in recent seasons as well. Arguably, much of this can be traced back to Alessandro Michel's debut as creative director of Gucci. From that fall 2050 men's range onwards, his quirky retro vision whetted the public's appetite for more expressive, creative menswear, whilst also driving sales for the Italian house. One of the main reasons why those designers and brands are expanding into menswear is because there is a market. The market is growing and there is a demand. Pierre Mepelli, editor-in-chief of Screenshot, a.k.a. Pambray on Twitter, told Fashionista of this ongoing trend. Coincidentally or not, there's a growing market for male celebs engaging with stylists for risk-taking red carpet looks. Take Yaria Umbiarti, for instance, who has a client list including Dwayne Rock, Donald Glover, Chris Evans and Bradley Cooper, whose clients include Ryan Gosling. Chris Rock and Chris Hemsworth are just two examples of stylists helping to elevate men as formidable style contemporaries to their fashionable female peers. These stylists, along with their clients, have given menswear a pop cultural legitimacy and exposure to a demographic outside of the fashion week runway continuum. Look no further than red carpets, still one of the biggest forms of publicity for fashion brands. From Little Nas in conjunction with Baby Blue Pyre Moss at the BET Awards, to GZ's expertly exaggerated labels at the London premiere of The Lion King, or the masterful tailoring on Tom Holland in Zegna at the LA premiere of Spider-Man Far From Home premiere. It's not just in the suiting, there's Maluma walking the street in a multicoloured JW Anderson pullover, Post Malone in Dolly Parton print pyjamas or Justin Theroux biking up the streets of New York City with the image of Britney Spears' third album screen printed across his tank top. Another potential impetus for this moment, social media. Women's wear-only brands and designers might see the limitations of only catering to one gender for an app as an influential Instagram. These things like IG fit pics, for example, have helped to give rise to not just the popularity of menswear, but the sense, pride and clout of many associating with it. With an uptick in the male prioritisation of startorial statements comes a healthy influx of supply. Two more designers getting in on the action are Marco Di Vincenzo and Gerardo Fellini, two of which felt a shift in and out of the industry and decided to act as a result. Now is the moment Divinso thought to himself in February, when he finally entered the menswear market foray. This was a desire he'd been marinating on for several reasons more. I think that many designers, including myself, consider women's fashion a relatively freer possibility. In reality, it's a changeable point of view because more and more men are choosing fashion to get rid of certain stereotypes, bulking up their wardrobe and adding special pieces. Filoni, the creative director at Maison Roger Vivier, which in 2018 released the men's first shoe in the house's 70-year-plus history, says he was inspired by what he calls this historical moment in fashion. Now, there are less and less differences between men's and women's fashion. Many women wear masculine shoes, and this led me to design men's styles for women. Then, as soon as I saw the collection, I thought it would be perfect for men, so I designed a masculine equivalent. 
It's not just the delineation between traditional menswear and women's wear which is shifting, but also the business of menswear itself, which has grown greatly. From the not yet plateaued popularity of streetwear to luxury brands adopting the drop distribution model in which limited amounts of product are released in regular spurts to expanding size ranges, with menswear just not having a moment, it's a full-blown moment and one that shows no signs of slowing down. In 2018, market analyst Euromonta International forecast to the business of fashion that menswear will outpace women's wear in growth by no later than 2022. And with this consumer expansion comes the possibility of widening the lens or loosening the restrictions, depending on your perspective, of what menswear typically looks like. These are questions that have long been asked by women's wear designers, like, who is the woman wearing this? Where is she going? It can now be ruminated for over guys. I think the male consumer is now looking for more seasonal and exciting products compared to the traditional men's offering of dress shoes or trainers. Our collection offers something in between that allows something for the man to explore spaces beyond functionality and to accessorise as an expression of individuality. There's also practicality. And take, for example, the enduring problem of men not having something equivalent to a purse that has an everyday functionality. I think Kim Jones introducing the saddle bag for men has seen quite a few of those on the high end, but also you're seeing more crossbody bags in men on general. Kind of evolved fanny packs worn crossbody style, said Christopher Gillinas. It's not entirely aesthetic, but the tighter and shorter the shorts in the summer makes carrying the essentials tricky, and these seem to be one of the trends of the moment for the solution. So the demand is, keep up, and supply seems to be following suit. And that's all good news, right? Well, it depends on how you look at it, because the current industry is structured in a way that there's always a need for growth to continue making profit and to continue to develop. So instead of decelerating, everyone is accelerating and opening new doors to reach those financial goals or economic goals as companies, Impelli explained, adding that this raises a bigger question for him around the need to grow. Do we need to foray into beauty and cosmetics and menswear when this is not one of the core identities? Well, yes, I think this is probably the most important question we need to ask ourselves as an industry as we grow and process with time. you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show where I'll be taking a look at the latest international fashion news from sidewalk to catwalk all across the world. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.